and welcome to Appetite for Production, episode 13. What is Appetite for Production, James? I have no idea. Well, it's the uh, potentially the premier podcast for <laughs> people of music-making persuasions. Oh, okay. So yeah, what are we going to be looking at in this show? Well, today, Tim, we are going to be looking at the most organic of organic hipster loops. Oh, I like the sound of all of those things, yeah. New he's new colour copy delay. Uh-huh. Does it have some nice colours? Yeah, very colourful. Very colourful. Okay, good. Traction 7, free door time. Free? F-Expansion are back, and so is their Cypher synth. But what about the rest of the DCAM synth squad, those famous uh, guns for hire? I guess we'll find out soon. Okay, cool. Sasha Baron Cohen, Trolls EDM, and Music Made in Prison. Oh, okay, cool. Wicked. It sounds like a lot of fun. And we'll be exploring a vintage typewriter and a throwback to a very old episode of Appetite for Production. How intriguing. I think we should just get on with it. Let's do it. Push the button. Hi there, Timmy Timmy. Hey, James. How you doing? Oh, don't ask. <laughs> that good, eh? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing. Oh, I'm doing. I'm just <laughs> let's, barely okay, doing. Let's forget, forget I asked. Forget I asked, okay? Oh. And for God's sake, don't ask me about how I'm doing. So, new in my life, we haven't seen each other for about three weeks, which is unusual because we usually do a podcast every two weeks. I know. It's been great. <laughs> I've I've missed you intimately. Oh man. <laughs> we can talk more about that later. But yeah, uh for those 3 weeks I've been having terrible crippling computer problems. <gasps> no. Yeah. So what seems to be the trouble? Well, <laughs> my MacBook, my lovely laptop MacBook decided to start lagging. <gasps> For about a week. Lagging? What, like, I was not doing, responding to your mouse movements properly? Yeah, exactly. I was doing stuff and it would just freeze up for, say, 10 seconds and then let itself go again. And I was mm. dealing with this on holiday. <gasps> I say holiday. I was on the road. I was still working, but I was on the road. Oh, you're such a martyr. And, it, uh, yeah, it made things horrible. And so I get back and uh, eventually on, on Monday... I shut it down. I was backing everything up because I thought, well, I have a backup anyway, but I wanted to just drag the files off and maybe do a fresh reinstall of the OS. Mm-hmm. And I shut it down and restarted it, and it wouldn't even restart. What? It had a little no-entry thing. And oh I was like, God. okay, I know it's Monday and I got a load of work on, but my computer doesn't work. And it's time to go to the Genius Bar. <gasps> So what happened to the Genius Bar? Uh, they basically did a full diagnostic and said the hard drive is fucked. Oh and God. long and short of it is, it's still lagging. Uh, yesterday, I tried to switch it on. The power button didn't work. So I shut it, left it on the sofa next to me while I was like watching some stuff. And I suddenly realized after about an hour that the fan was going turbo. It was closed. But it was trying to switch on. Oh. And the power was running and the fan was just going full speed. I heard it. I touched it. And it was red hot. Oh, God. And so I had to basically open it, try and hold the power button down to switch it off. Even though there's nothing happening, nothing on the screen. Hold the power button down, the red hot power button. 
and until it switched off and then leave it to cool overnight because it was ridiculous. Basically, things have come to a head. The computer barely works anymore. It sounds like a nightmare. Apparently, it can be solved by just buying a new SSD, which I'm going to do. But if things have reached this point, I decided it's time to buy a new one. Da, da, da. This morning, I placed an order. Oh, got already? Yeah, I, well, it's not already because it's been messed up for a long time. Okay, okay. I, I, like to, I like to talk about buying a new computer for two or three months before I actually go ahead with it or whatever, yeah. but clearly you've decided to jump right in. What have you gone for? <laughs> I, I decided to jump right in because the other computer is completely screwed Yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Now, I am well documented on this podcast as saying if I had to buy a new computer <gasps> now, I'd probably go for a PC. Oh, God, I do remember you saying that, you crazy bugger. Uh, but, you know, no one ever knows what they're actually going to do when faced with the real situation. Sure. And it turns out I haven't gone for a PC. <laughs> I've gone for an iMac, similar to yours. Oh, nice. Uh, I've actually gone for a refurbished iMac. Oh, that's a good choice. It saved quite a lot of money, which is very useful right now because I was not expecting to have to grab a new computer all of a sudden. I was thinking for a while, what I could do is get an iMac to sort of station it in the studio and have one of those, you know, those little Windows flippy PCs where you can take the screen off and use it as a tablet? Well, like a Surface or something sort of vibe. Yeah, it's a laptop. You can move the hinge all the way and you can oh, take, yeah, the, yeah, 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 take yeah. the screen off and use it like your own little uh, iPad or something. Not sure about that, but that's probably for the future because I ordered this iMac and I need it to work. I need it to make my money. And it's really, oh, that was a horrible time. Yeah, awful. So when's it going to turn up? Uh, should be tomorrow. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, a refurbished little mofo and it's um, hopefully it's going to be completely lovely. And you're, are you going to, so presumably there's going to be no t like attempt to transfer data across... <laughs> It's all going to be fresh install, is it? It's going to be a fresh install, but I did manage to save all the necessary files. I already had them backed up with a proper Time Machine disk, but okay. I wanted to just drag them onto another uh, external hard drive just to be, just to have them ready to drag back on because Time Machine is is a faff in my opinion. Okay. I wanted to go old school, drag in files. Well, hope hopefully this can be an exciting new beginning for you and all of us. Yeah, a new hope, if you will. For computing. <laughs> so you're saying to the, like, that Apple store, Apple store, this is, you're my only hope. Please send me a refurbished iMac yeah. so that I can, like, write some news articles about music tech. Boop, basically. beep, boop, boop. <laughs> um, this is the worst Star Wars parody that anyone's ever done. Yeah, but that makes it the best. <laughs> I think it's time for a Tim Reacts. Oh, okay. Okay. I've been doing a lot of uh, watching of YouTube recently. I've been uh, browsing the music tech and music software channels just to uh, see what's out there because, you know, there's a lot of stuff. It's a brave new world. And usually when I load up YouTube, I just get a load of far right wing and far left wing <laughs> uh, bots 
advertising stolen content to me. Wicked. So I decided to go a bit more relevant and uh, watch a few music things and get recommended a few music things. And I found this very cool uh, sample company. It is called Whole Loops. Check out one of these videos. Okay, so I'm going to click on this, am I? What the hell? Oh, it's like Whole Foods. Exactly, but it's Whole Loops. Hang on a minute. I must have seen this before. This looks kind of familiar. Are you a music producer looking to create the next Spotify smash? Do you want DJs and record labels begging for your exclusives? Yes. Are you ready for the most comprehensive collection of organic samples? Yeah. Using Raw Hits 2, the sequel to our best-selling This is sick. Over 500 more samples. One shots, loops, and blazing hot ingredients for your music. This is really cool. Why have they got so few views, man? They got like 250 views. This is, yeah, this is clearly, the production values are clearly higher than they need to be. The production values are immense. Like, she's got an apron on. Yeah, yeah. With their brand logo on it. They've got a perfect white background. Yeah. They seem to be actresses. They've got a bunch of different actresses. Are you one of the millions of music producers who don't know how to play real? <laughs> <laughs> They've got a Muppet with a Whole Loops t-shirt on. Oh, this time she's got a, like a dark grey Whole Loops apron. So they've had multiple, multiple aprons made. Solution for you. Introducing the Guitar Bundle. An organic collection of electric... I don't know, man. This, this, makes, a, this makes the content we make look like it's doing really well or whatever <laughs> with these numbers. Um, why? Why haven't they got more views? That's frustrating and sad. Organic loops, man. Yeah. It's what we're all about. We're, we're into the gentrified loops scene. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, I want some nice kind of ground Brazilian loops and maybe uh, pastry at the same time. Mm. Is there anyone who's who's catering for that some, in, in the market? Some fermented 808s, something Ooh, like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, sour 808s. Um, yeah, weird stuff, man. Weird I mean, stuff. I, Comment here, what WTF kill me? <laughs> really? Yeah. And, Isn't this the best thing ever? Yeah, and another one that says whack. That, come on, guys. I mean, I, I'm not sure about the quality and pedigree of their loops, but if they're as good as their video ideas... Yeah. ...and their production values are, for the promotion are as good as what they're actually putting out there, these guys are cool. Yeah, there's no, there's no justice in this world, bruv. No. No justice. Shall we talk about Yuhi? Let's talk about Yuhi. Yuhi Color Copy is their new delay plugin. Oh, really? Now Yuhi are generally known mostly for synths, but they've they've done some effects. Yeah, and that has worked quite well, and they always do a good job. Uh, but now, yeah, they have created Color Copy, the classic Bucket Brigade delay style effect. Reminds me. Well, what does Bucket Brigade mean again? I think it's some kind of electronic circuit Ugh. or component that is used in classic delays. And when you turn the delay time, it will all merge seamlessly so it won't skip and it will go... Oh, okay. Sounds good. So this was originally uh, just a delay unit in their Repro 1 synth. It was called Liarbird. And they've decided to so give pretentious. it... So pretentious. Yeah, they've given it the uh, full treatment... Oh, it does look very nice. I like the colour copy logo. That's, that's very nice, that's isn't pretty, it? Pretty, pretty tasteful, yeah. It, it's got colourful knobs, and everyone likes a colourful knob. Sure, there's a colour knob. Yeah. Right there, and a brightness knob. 
So, yeah, nice little departure. And it's also got end cheeks, which you gotta love. Yeah, I like a nice wooden veneer, mate. So, yeah, this uh, seems cool. Yeah. What are we looking at? Clams. 69 clams. European clams. What up? 420. So, I think for a delay, a really good looking full feature delay and a delay from you, he nonetheless. You cannot say no to that. It looks good. How does it sound? Uh, like a delay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like every other delay ever made. How mushy does it get with the feedback? Well, the problem with every other delay ever made is that it's only as good as what you're putting into it. You know, if it delays your audio signal, by definition, it's going to sound like your audio signal well, does. No, well, the thing is, some some stuff does make mushy stuff up more than others. Like, for example, the Ableton Live built-in delays just they don't they just repeat the sound it's a simple delay yeah the sim- simple delay ping pong delay they repeat the sound without changing it too much mm. there are some delays like i remember using like own boys or whatever and that can really mush stuff up because it's got you know it's got f- filters and feedback and like saturation mm. built into the loop and stuff and everything well so i'm assuming there's going to be something similar going on here but I, always, yeah. I always had a soft spot for reasons built in delay that was quite simple but it it sounds really good and you get lovely delay results straight away yeah. but you have to be using reason of course yeah i like uh fab filter timeless oh. but it is a bit of a fab i like i used to i used to be into it I used to use it all the time, mm. so I could I'd use it kind of like pretty quickly. The interesting thing about Timeless is generally when you call call up the default preset, mm. it's it's a good preset, mm. and you don't want to tweak it that much. And so, but it's it's very specific as well. So I think I can tell like oh, I've just loaded up the default preset and just thought I need some delay mm. for the time being, sketch pad delay. Mm. And I've just called that up and it's, you know, it's it's a bit of a giveaway sometimes. Oh, really? Mm. I would never, I never hear a delay and think I know what that delay is. Well, Unless it's, there was a very specific uh, preset in Own Boys, which had a kind of like an LFO thing going on, which you'd hear in songs. But apart from that, mm. it never really struck me. So, yeah, classic Bucket Brigade delay style goes from one millisecond to one second. You gotta love it. Okay. Uh, and it's got an LFO in there with what they call dynamic frequency and depth. Now, does that mean you get to change the frequency with another LFO or something like that? I don't know. Let's have a look at the images that we've got here. Not clear. Dynamic I don't think. frequency. What could it possibly Regen. Ah. That might that have sounds to do very, with... very Yuhi. Yeah. It regenerates. So watch out, because <laughs> it's not going to stop until all your sounds are delayed. Tim, as the changing of the seasons, as the sun <laughs> it's rises... Not, it's not cha- the seasons aren't changing, it's still summer. As the sun rises, as the sun sets, <laughs> as the grains and sands of time slip through the egg timer of provenance... Do I need to call the ambulance, James? Because you're scaring me. <laughs> we have uh, the release by Traction Software of Traction 7, their door, their like... old door, for free. Oh, cool. So this is something they started doing, I think, from Traction 5, maybe Traction 4. So when they're at, say, Traction 7, they released Traction 5 for free. Mm-hmm. So the old version of the software 
for free. And that's basically to encourage you to get it. And if you want to be current, you can pay for the new version of the software, which isn't that much money either. Oh, that's cool. Now, yeah, we're now up to seven, uh, which was one of the one of the very significant versions of Traction. And that being free is a big deal because it was a great door. Okay. Uh, and it's still a great door. They It used to be owned by Mackie and Traction bought it back from them. Yeah. And I think that was around four or five, version four or five. And they started building cool things back into it after the stagnation of the Mackie era. <laughs> and by Traction 7, they basically got it back to how they wanted it to be. Uh-huh. Rather than um, just a stock door that you get free with an interface or something. Uh-huh. Or a pair of Mackie monitors. But now, yeah, Traction 7, you should check it out. It's got one of these things, a bit like Bitwig, Bitwig does, where you can basically set up an LFO in the door. Oh, that's and nice. patch it to anything in the project, anything that can be automatable. Okay. That's one of the great things. Uh, I believe it's got a rack system. A lot of my knowledge of this actually comes from version 9. Uh, so and it's called waveform now yeah ever since eight and nine it's called waveform but you'd think that'd be a better name for an audio editor than a door but hey i don't know about marketing yeah who knows but yeah it's got a lot of lovely things and if you want to try a sort of a new door just to shake things up a bit i'd massively recommend traction or waveform and since traction seven is free can you really say no, Tim? No, well, I can say no because I'm very, very heavily invested in the doors I already use. And that's what fine. I do, what, but... I, what I do notice that's cool about this is it's uh, it's on Mac, it's on Windows, and it's on Linux It as is well. indeed, yeah. And it comes, I believe it comes with a bunch of uh, sort of traction processes and plugins. What you can see there is a sort of rack system. So on every channel you can... Uh, it's not in me. That's not a rack. That's modular, son. No, it's a modular rack. Oh, That's what? the whole thing. In On every channel you can instantiate a sort of rack plugin and you can route signals from anywhere to anywhere, basically. You can add metering. You can add little plugins. You can add multiple plugins in line and make up your own sort of, shall we say, reactor-esque formulations. It does look quite a lot like Reactor, and I can imagine some people will be really into this because it looks super, super flexible. Mm. It is very flexible. It's very, it's quite a nerdy door. Yeah, well, it looks like the sort of door that people who never actually finish any music use, but and I am going to... As know, you can see there, it comes with the biotech synth. Do you remember the biotech synth? Yeah, I think I reviewed the biotech synth. You did. And you I reviewed did the biotech not synth. like it. No. Uh, I know they have updated it since that. And I think your review did inform a lot of the updates. Yeah, where's my money? Uh, may I be so bold. <laughs> oh, uh, that's very kind of you. Another thing that it's got, at least that it's got in version 9, I really can't remember what's in version 7 compared to version 9. But uh, if you expand a MIDI track... Okay. You don't have to use the piano roll. You can just start programming MIDI in the track if you so wish. What, on the arrange screen? Exactly, oh on the arrange God. screen. If you make it big enough, 
And okay. Obviously, you can just use the piano roll. If I've you been want. trying to make it big for a while now. It doesn't seem to be happening, mate. So uh, maybe I'll just stick with a uh, regular MIDI grid editor. Yeah, well, in the free door stakes, Traction 7 has got to be the one. Yeah, um, and there's no limits on it or anything. No, it's the full software that was commercially available a few years ago. But now they're at Waveform version 9. They want you to try 7 with the hopes that you might update. Although, of course, you don't have to. Yeah. Updating is cool. Updating is worth it. And if you like it, if you want something else to play with, maybe get a bit of inspiration for having a different way of working for a while. Okay. I highly recommend you check out Traction 7. <laughs> right there. Wicked. Nice work, Hans Gruber. Awesome. Tim, have you ever wanted to have the sounds of a real typewriter in your tracks? Yeah, all the time, mate. Well, you're in luck because Waves Factory, a company that I think we looked at way back in episode one, I might be wrong, uh, recently released a free one. It's not actually a plug-in, it's a contact instrument, and it runs in the full version of Contact, but it samples a royal vintage typewriter with four microphone positions <laughs> wow yeah you've got to get your mic positioning right when you're recording a uh, typewriter bro yeah that I thought, is standard i thought i'd just write to a waves factory now and uh, see if i can get them to tell me how it works dear waves factory would you like to come on our podcast and uh, oh, oh does it do the ting thing automatically? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. No, no, I've, oh, I've got to do the do ting that. myself. And Tim was recently <laughs> in a bizarre motorcycling <laughs> infarction to which we regrettably <laughs> can no longer fulfill our contractual... <laughs> Obligations. You just how many line skips are you having, mate? <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better print that off. How do typewriters work? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you press control print. <laughs> oh, okay, wicked. <laughs> and, and then it should come out in the wash. And the, do they have like an undo button and all that sort of stuff? Uh, n- Not on this, no. No, okay. Well, that that sounds very convincing. I thought you were actually beavering away on a real typewriter there. Oh, no, no. It was it was just the, uh, just the contact instrument, uh, which offers eight effects, including chorus, saturation, EQ, <laughs> and reverb. I don't Why? know. Reverb, uh, you could see. A chorus uh, of typewriters. Yeah, because sometimes you type a letter for your boss uh, when you're in a cavern, don't you? Yeah, you do. You do. That, that happens often. Yeah. Uh, oh God, it's got no. It's got more than eight effects. It's got EQ, compressor, bus comp, um, <laughs> oh, feedback that compressor, sound. limiter, transient, convolution, reverb, delay, phaser, chorus, flanger, lo-fi, tape, saturation, distortion, screamer, Marshall amp, twang amp, rotator, cabinet, stereo, and gain. So is this uh, just all stuff that's built into Contact anyway, basically? Possibly. Okay. Or it may be Waves Factory's special things, but it's free, so. You cannot complain. Yeah, I'm going to have some uh, next line noises on my next track with co- with a load of chorus on them, for sure. Speaking of um, old school stuff, here is something that is really, really old school. This is a company called Gel Studio who have released 1930s Movie Sound, which is an emulator of 1930s style microphones. Okay. 
Uh, you can send your sounds back to the 20s, 30s, 40s, or presumably other decades. <laughs> I see. And uh, wh- while I was looking for this, I actually um, I came across a very old episode of Appetite for Production. Oh, really? From 1931. Wow, I didn't realise we'd been going that long. Yeah. Do you want to have a listen to it? Let's. Appetite for production. James Sinjin Esquire the fourth here, joined as I am by my affable colleague Timothy. Yes, hello. Hello, James. Today we shall be discussing the latest shocking events from the musical colonies, including Jeffrey Bellamy Lab's latest emulation gives you the old-school gramophone sound for your wax cylinder. Jolly good. Can valve microphones help in the fight against cholera? I should say so. And should we be producing music on our telephones? Poppycock! First, we're joined in the studio by a young chap here from the Weimar Republic, Hans Zimmer. Mr. Zimmer is responsible for scoring the latest and greatest silent films such as Big Strong Gladiator, Jonathan Batman, and the new Blade Runner 1952. Hans, what is the secret to an excellent soundtrack? Well, hello James, how are you doing? I'm very fine, thank you. So, the secret to making authentic 1930s soundtracks in the 1930s is to use a small cadre of young Brazilian gentlemen in a, in a large studio warehouse facility. Oh, wonderful. How do you keep the cadre in line? Well, we use the latest uh, motivational techniques, including ECT, which stands for electroshock therapy. I don't know, that doesn't actually... That sounds like it should be electroshock therapy. Oh, that is right. Germans love chocolate, James, as you well know. And also, we're a contentious people, so... I don't think there's anything wrong going to be happening in your country for many decades. Yes, I can't see it happening. The economy's going really, really well, and we're certainly not hacked off about the World War One. Well, Hans, we'd love to hear, here at Appetite for Production, your top three compositional techniques and tips. Well, the first one is because the grid edit hasn't been invented yet, I use the, uh, what's it called when you write on paper? The, the musical notes? Uh, mu- musical manuscript paper. Yes, I use musical manuscript paper. Write write that one down, James. Notation. Let me just write that one down for our listeners. Okay. Good. I'm I'm glad you are paying attention. Uh, The the next is to find some occult objects from probably the Middle East, which have amazing powers that we don't really understand or can control. Very well. I will dispatch this immediately to the outer colonies. And finally, uh, my, my last tip, you might find a little surprising, but it's to make the music for every single film that comes out. Do you, I mean, do you understand what I am saying? Is, uh, am I making myself clear? Interesting. So that by quartering the market, you monopolize 
the job of every composer in the world, is that correct? Well, yes, that's a kind of a crude way of putting it, James, but yes, I feel that if I make all the music, then no one else can be better than me. Do you, do you, do you understand what I am saying with my, with my English words? Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, you're not going to tell these tips to anybody, are you? Because no. if they got into the wrong hands, things could go quite badly for me. No, no, they will be absolutely dispatched and published to nobody. Oh, very well. I mean, I'm sorry, but I have to go back now to uh, make some more theme tunes for the, uh, for the, how you say, franchises? <laughs> for the franchises? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Mr. Zimmer, thank you for joining us on this latest episode of Appetite for Production. Achtung! F-Expansion. Yeah, tell me about them. You know F-Expansion, and you probably know that they were bought a few years ago by uh, music tech uh, shortage startup moguls Rolly. Yeah, I don't know how Rolly have the money to buy, like, devs, like, with their weird, like, I don't know, kind of subaquatic keyboard weirdness or whatever. Well, they basically know a lot about business, which is more than you can say for a lot of plugin developers because it's a cottage industry, but Rolly have uh, have been, shall we say, sharks in that cottage <laughs> oh, industry. Wow. And there's a shark in the cottage and it is Rolly. <laughs> oh my God. What would you do if there was a shark in your cottage? Yeah. What am I going to do? Blimey, I don't know. I guess they're not very good at opening doors. You could kind of like lock yourself in the bedroom. But yeah, when a company who suddenly knows about business comes along, you get stuff like this. And yeah, they bought a load of stuff. And uh, when they bought F Expansion, no one really knew what was going to happen. But of course, makes sense that they have got F Expansion in order to make a bunch of synths for them. Or that you can play under in a them. special way with their weird keyboards. Exactly. Because Rolly sell the Seaboard, which is a multi-dimensional keyboard. That's why I think it's subaquatic, because it's called the Seaboard. Exactly. I knew there was a meaning for that, yeah. <laughs> you can move your finger up and down to change modulation. You can move your finger on a key right and left, a little like aftertouch, some would say, mm -hmm. in order to influence a bunch of properties of a sound. But... Even though the MIDI Manufacturers Association, in a very interesting story we covered a while ago, very interesting, wasn't it? It was interesting. Uh, did adopt it. Mm-hmm. And this is now a proper thing in MIDI to allow all sorts of modulations and movements for each note you're pressing. Not many synths had come up that specifically catered to that. And so now we have F Expansion under Rolly releasing a bunch of synths with this technology in mind, which finally brings me to the story. Mm -hmm. F Expansion Cypher 2. Did you play the original Cypher 1? 
Um, yeah, I played with the, what was it called? The Synth Squad or something? Do you remember? The Decam. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, it, that had such terrible branding because it had like, the package had like two different names and each product had a different name and it's just like, oh, Jesus. I but remember. Yeah, I remember, it, I remember it being good. I didn't end up using it loads though. Mm. Um, well, Cypher 2 is redesigned with the multi-time or MIDI polyphonic expression in mind. So it has 500 patches with which you can use a seaboard or similar and hold your fingers on your notes and move each finger in a different way still on the note and the patch will respond. Mm-hmm. 500 patches like that, which they call five-dimensional, which is really screwing with uh, space-time physics. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm not into that kind of marketing, but yeah, if they want to call it 5D, I guess they can. Mm. It just means you can do five things with it, but you know. Okay. Music's not. Music exists in two dimensions, yeah. and that is enough. Well, they've got 500 five-dimensional patches and 800 further two-dimensional patches, which just makes it sound like they're, they're dissing their 800 two-dimensional patches. Yeah, why would you bother with the two-dimensional patch when you've got a five-dimensional patch? That's I, three more dimensions. I guess it's because you've got a normal MIDI keyboard oh, like okay, everyone else okay, has. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Ooh. Sure sounds nice. It's, a, according to them, a sound design adventure. Oh, wow. Dubstep drop. Yeah, I mean, it seems cool enough. I don't know, is it going to set the world on fire? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, maybe, what are we sorry. Do maybe. When the world is on a flaming conflagration. Well, I think it will at least take care of that shark that's in oh, the cottage. Oh, yeah, yeah, wicked, wicked. Set fast the shark first, hopefully. Um, yeah, it seems cool. Um, interface doesn't look like the most intuitive thing ever, I'd say. Mm, it's got the old F expansion sort of transmod system where you can modulate this from this and that from that. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. And it's, you know, it sounds real good. What, what's your take on the whole uh, polyphonic expression technique? I can't even play one note right at the same time. So there's, yeah, I'm just, I have no interest in that. I mean, maybe for some people it'll be all right, but I don't know, man. I'm out of that, like, I like the way I make music is more, it's more of a sort of sound design thing anyway, really. So it's it's like a child at a playground, you know? Just... <laughs> You know when they have those little uh, shapes, spinning shapes? Yeah. You, you make music a bit like that. Like you grab the square and you you bat it and it, it spins around and you, you try and get the triangle into line and yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure what you're talking about, but that is basically how I make music, yeah. Exactly. So I think this is, yeah, this is a, probably a bridge too far for me. Um, like I don't think this is the sort of thing I'd get... Um, certainly with the intention of doing any MPE, that's MIDI polyphonic expression stuff. Um, not some kind of weird linguistic programming. No, <laughs> no I'd, I'd probably be better off with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's a, a fine, fine synth, but 
I'm not sure if it really offers anything um, if you're not interested in the whole uh, polyphonic expression thing. Mm. And, you know, if you're uh, an accomplished keysman, maybe you are interested in the polyphonic expression thing. Well, y- yes. Why wouldn't you be? And I guess it'll be nice to have something to properly use your Rolly keyboard with. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, some synths have come out that are sort of equipped with this now that it's an official standard. But, yeah, not enough. So you can see why Rolly is saying, okay... F expansion. Put some stuff out that uses our technology so people can actually use it, please. What I'm worried about is, have they broken up the synth squad? I think the synth squad will one day be back. Okay. Because where is strobe and where is the other one? Oh, there's a strobe too as well. That happened kind of recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, what? The, the synth squad are coming back, Tim, but, but they're, they're not... going solo. They've gone solo and then they're all going to get rounded up. Yeah, it's like Lennon, McCartney and Harrison. Yeah. And to a far lesser extent, Star. <laughs> oh, look, here's the interface. Oh, doesn't the interface of the original one look dated AF now? Yeah, mate? that looks very Windows 95 now, actually. It really does, yeah. And this new one, this new one <laughs> still looks dated, but <laughs> not, not in the same way. It looks, this looks more like... A bit cartoony. Well, no, I don't, I don't know. For me, it made me think more of just like the old synths that you get, where it'd be like, okay, here's a panel for everything in the synth, and it's a load of faders in each panel, and you can't really tell what anything is by looking at it. Right, it's not as graphical as it. Is yeah, it but not, be. but yeah, but it looks better than the old, the old interface, and looks better than those those synths that uh, I was kind of mentioning. So fair play. Good luck to him. Yeah, sure. Why not? That is F expansion cipher two. How much is it, Timmy? Clams. How many clams? If you, you keep, if you're looking at your traditional post Brexit GBP one five nine one five nine GBP clam sterling. Probably seen uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, "Who Is America" series. Yeah, I've seen. I saw that ten minutes uh, clip that they did when it launched, and it was funny. Yeah, yeah. He's, he doesn't lose the funniness. It's it's great. He's uh, trolling America again, and this time he has somewhat trolled EDM and electronic music. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Try to have a look at this link. Take a little watchy. Okay. So, one of the riffs, about 35 seconds in, okay. is like a dinner hall mess tray smashing off someone's head. Yeah. And then a lot of the bass and the synth and the twanging of the springs under the top bunk. <laughs> then we got like toilet flushes, people like vomiting, you know, pissing, Man. whatever. This sounds banging. <laughs> this is the buggery. This oh, is the is that you? What's that? Is that you? This supposedly uh, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. an electronic yeah, was, music you know what? track, you know what? a piece of electronic music made in yeah, prison by this character. <laughs> <laughs> right. tragedy when someone gets stabbed but the good thing is i was there to record it and so in a way they've given their life to art i mean if it's happening might as well capture it exactly <laughs> 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 
saw a fucking thing, mate. I never saw a fucking thing. I think that's a masterpiece, man. Kept me like out at the edge of my seat. That- you <laughs> Sick. Yeah, but uh, you know, there's, it's good. Do you think he's? Do you think he's having a pop at um, electronic music? Um, I, no, maybe maybe the more uh, pretentious aspects of it, perhaps. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It sounds pretty banging. Anything that goes <laughs> doof 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 is a banger, in my opinion. So yeah, fair play to okay, him. Well, you're you're firmly entrenched in the '90s, as we know. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, but of course, music made in prison is something we are no strangers to because. As uh, seasoned journalists, mm. quite often you get letters from people in prison saying, I made these tracks. Uh, on Her Majesty's pleasure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, it happens. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... I, let's not get it, because I don't want to get on my soapbox about the prison system, mate. Uh, yeah, let's, let's not go into okay, that. Let's <laughs> but I think it's good that people who are potentially have had shit lives or whatever, so they've ended up in prison, um, can do something that's a bit more creative or whatever. And, you know... That's true. And, you know, coming from our magazine background, magazines are basically allowed, uh, whereas some other things, such as the internet, may be less allowed. And so, you know, there's it's a bit of a, a nice thing that they can still have traditional print media in prison yeah well i know that there was i think computer music is one like kind of like a title that you can get in prison i remember like a few years ago Mm. we like the man got an email or something about it and it was like yeah cool wicked you do occasionally receive emails letters and stuff like that talking about can we use your mag in prison or i have used your mag in prison yeah, I mean, you think these people have suffered enough at this point, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not to have to watch your tutorials on Massive. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh man, I feel like I've repaid my debt to society. Or how and to use the complex time-stretching type in Ableton Live. Yeah, well, well, if you're time-stretching in prison, you still want those high-quality results. So, fair play. Yeah, all about the complex pro, isn't it? James, I am clinically tired after all that. How are you? Uh... <laughs> well, I think that speaks volumes. Sun's out, gun's out, Tim. I think it's time to go home and you can just sleep for a bit or something. That's all I ever do after we record these things. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We will see you next time for another star-studded episode of Appetite for Production, minus the star studded <laughs> We don't have any stars, but we've got a whole load of studs. <laughs> We're the studs. <laughs> <laughs>